You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 121. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, lose that extra weight, and leave all those overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about five big reasons you're not losing weight. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to just remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is for smart women like you who are tired of diets that don't work and are ready to stop eating from stress and learn how to make space for more happiness in their life. You can learn more about the Freedom Group in the show notes of this episode. Now, let's get started with today's coaching session. I want to talk a little bit about why I thought you needed this podcast, because in the Freedom Group, when I'm coaching my members, I see so much thinking in common and so many struggles in common with the members. One of the good things about a group is that you know when you're struggling And you know, when you're thinking something, it's not you alone. So you could see that there's nothing wrong with you. You just haven't found or applied the right solution to your problem yet. Remember that word yet. So I hear over and over people running into the wall and they don't do this just once, but they do it again and again. My book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss, is all about all of these reasons. And you can get your copy right here in the show notes as my gift. But today, I wanted to highlight some of the most common struggles that I see, and I want to help you identify whether you're doing them, whether you're in these struggles, and if you are, for one, to know that you're not alone, and secondly, to move on from them. So the five struggles that we're going to cover, reasons why you're not losing weight are number one, you may think it's more important to worry about what you're eating than why you're eating. The second one is you are so used to escaping your feelings, your emotions, that you just can't picture life without using food to escape those feelings. The third one is after eating the way you have for years, and I mean many years, you want a very super fast solution. Number four is you just have no faith in yourself. You don't really believe that you can do it. And number five is you think there's something about your case that is unique. So let's break them down one by one see what you identify with. I'm going to give you a way out of these struggles, out of these reasons for not losing weight. And then I'm going to give you an action step for this week so that you could make progress and not be stuck. So let's talk about number one. You think it's more about what you're eating than why you're eating. You may think that there's this perfect diet out there. In our world, we're constantly hearing the latest, greatest, newest discovery about a certain food or a certain supplement that's going to change your life. However, when it comes to diets, it's been proven over the last 70 years that dieting by restricting your food intake, eating less than you really need, does not lead to weight loss. It actually leads to weight gain. When you try to give your body less food than it needs, all you can think about is getting more food. It's that survival instinct. So the more you restrict, not giving yourself what you really need, the more you end up overeating. So we definitely know dieting doesn't work. But 
If you're anything like everybody I've ever worked with, you're always optimistic and you're hopeful that some new thing that you hear about is the ultimate answer. But truthfully, you already know so much about what to eat and you know that just trying to do it from that perspective, focusing on what, it's not working. It's not working because it doesn't matter what you eat if you eat when you're not hungry and if you run to food when you're stressed. What you eat, of course it matters for your health, for your energy, for your well-being. And there are certain foods that make it harder for you to stop eating. They make it harder for you to listen to your body's signals of hunger and fullness because those kinds of foods are designed to make you want more and more. But eating on a particular type of eating plan just teaches you how to eat on that plan. And unless that plan is livable forever, eventually you will lose your willpower, you will fall off that diet, and you'll not really have addressed why you're overeating in the first place. So yes, you definitely want to look at what you're eating, but in the beginning, I want you to step back from that and pay more attention to learning to eat like a natural eater when you're actually hungry and stopping when you're lightly full, and then you can think about and decide what to eat. The other way is backwards. So I want you to start thinking of weight loss, not so much from the what, even though we'll work on the what, but from the why and the when you eat. Now let's look at reason number two, why you may be struggling to lose weight. You're so used to escaping your feelings that you can't picture life without emotional eating. So where did this come from? Remember when you were a child, maybe you fell off your bike or you failed a test or you lost your best friend or your family moved or you started a new school. Your parents or your caregivers may have helped you feel better by distracting you with food. Their intentions were good and it may very well have been what they did for themselves. Maybe you went out to get ice cream to make you feel better, or maybe you could just eat whatever you want just so you could feel better. They didn't know what habits they were helping you create. So think back to some positive memories, and I'll bet that some of them or many of them involved food with loved ones or at certain memorable points of your life. So it's not just when you're down, it could also highlight when you're feeling good. So years later, when you're happy or down or stressed or worried, what do you do? You go for food. You go for food that your body is not asking for, but your mind is from a memory. Now in the present day, you parent yourself the same way you were parented. If you were given a treat food to take your mind off that physical or emotional pain or linked it up with celebrating something, which was just a part of growing up, and you did temporarily feel better. And if you did this, you're going to be likely to keep doing that for yourself today. The food distracted you from whatever was going on. Or if it was celebratory eating, then it enhanced what was going on, or at least you thought so at the time. So you link the two things together. So now whenever you feel blank, fill in the blank, you want to eat and you do eat. And that's why you may have extra weight if you're like so many of the women I work with who are emotional eaters. So now when life happens, as it does to all of us, a mix of ups and downs, you think you should never be unhappy and you think you can't tolerate 
these feelings, anything less than feeling great. And so you go to whatever you grew up with. Basically, this equals self-medicating with food. You might grab anything to eat to dull a feeling that you tell yourself you can't handle. Now, if I spoke to you, you would rationally know, you know that eating does not solve an emotional issue, right? But in the moment, it feels like it does. It tastes good. It feels good. It distracts you from whatever was too much for you to feel, or so you told yourself. But after you're done eating, you still have that original problem, and now you have compounded the problem with extra weight. And that becomes its own source of pain. When you feel an emotion that's uncomfortable, all you can think about is getting rid of that feeling. You aren't taking the time to learn how your emotions work and where they come from. And when you learn to take things apart and understand and truly take responsibility for all your feelings, you will see that you can handle feeling any feeling. There's nothing to run from, nothing to eat from. So then you can just begin to separate food from mood and you can eat from physical hunger and deal with your mood separately. That is your goal if you're an emotional eater. Now, the third reason you might be struggling with weight loss right now is after eating the way that you have for such a long time, you want an instant solution. Now, I know, obviously, we live in a fast world, but our expectations of how fast we should solve a habit of many years is very unrealistic. It does not need to take as long as it took to create the habit and put that extra weight on, but it takes time to rewire your brain, to see what you're doing, to see what you want to be doing, and to see that gap. And then the way out of it is to start thinking and feeling and acting differently. You know if you want lasting change, it very rarely, almost never, comes from that light bulb moment that we all hear about. When you get some news and you're shocked, and then you wake up the next day as a totally different person in terms of how you act, that is very, very rare. So how can you develop patience with yourself and with the process of losing weight when you want it immediately? Well, first you have to stop arguing with reality. If you get on the right train, it will take you where you want to go but there will be stops along the way. It will take time. So the key to having patience is creating expectations that are connected with reality, with your reality. Habits are pathways in your brain that you've worked unknowingly to create. Not all the habits you have were intentionally created, but here they are. So now you want to create new habits and it can't happen overnight. Your brain will keep wanting to take you back to where you do what you've always done. It wants your life to be easier without having to think through every single action. So it will naturally keep suggesting that you go down the same old path and all your patterns are there, ready and waiting to be activated, even though you don't want to activate them. Well, what do you do? You have to teach your brain some new tricks, and this is totally possible. This is one of the things we work on continuously, but it takes time to see what you're doing and to learn to do something different and create those new pathways. But I want you to know that it's doable. In the meantime, please throw away your impatience and make peace with the fact that this will take time. 
And time's going to pass anyway, so you may as well invest that time in yourself and in this change you want to make. Now, the fourth reason that you may be struggling with weight loss right now is you just don't have faith in yourself and you don't truly believe that you can do this. When you think this way, it usually comes from looking at yourself from the past and using your past behavior to predict what you're going to do in the future. This can make sense in history or maybe the stock market, maybe, or years of weather analysis, but it's not necessarily true when it comes to you and what you're capable of. If you only did what you've done before, you would never advance in any category of life. You'd never have graduated high school because, well, when you start, you'd never have done it before. You'd never have gotten your first job or been in your first relationship. And yet you know, when it comes to these things, that even if you've never done it before, like permanently lose that weight or permanently change the way you approach eating, that you need to create a new belief so that you can. You know that with other categories of your life but you don't seem to apply it to your eating. So currently, you use your last failure to predict your future. You're living on probability instead of possibility. Now, luckily for all of us, we all have an amazing amount of possibility in all areas. You can set a goal and look at how to achieve it and then actually do it even if you've never done it before. You've proven this in your life over and over again. Think about this and you'll see that I'm right. But with weight loss, you tend to not believe that you can overcome your emotional eating habits. No matter what anyone says, you look at your past and you assume if you've never been successful before, that there is no way you can be successful now. So ask yourself, can you see how this type of thinking keeps you stuck going around in a circle of lack of faith in yourself, learning a new skill, falling down, and then saying, see, I knew I couldn't do it. Well, the way out of this trap is to go for tiny successes and create new evidence that you can do things that you've never done before. This is how you learn anything. And for that initial belief in yourself, when you're getting started, you'll need to take a leap of faith. One of the favorite sayings of my group members is, if she can do it, I can do it, even if you don't know how. So start thinking about that. Now last, you think your case is unique, right? You think that your case, your story, your backstory, your history is special. And for various reasons, you are the exception to the rule. You know what I think. I think, and I know that you are a unique individual, but we're all human beings. And all human beings have the same brains with the same capabilities, so even with your family history, with your upbringing, with your physical health, with your genetics, even with every single thing about you that is unique to you, there are still generalities about people who want to make changes that you can apply to yourself. That is why I believe with my heart that there's no reason you cannot do this. I believe that you can change your habits and your eating and your weight, but you have to take that leap and think, I will figure this out. You can think my circumstances may be different than others that I see, but I could use general principles of how to eat and apply them to me. I can do this. That is what I would love for you to think.
Now, if you want to think about this a little bit more, about this particular stumbling block, thinking that there's something wrong with you, you are different, then go back and listen to episode 32. We're going to put the link in the show notes, and that is called How to Get Past Your Greatest Weight Loss Fears. So now you know what we're going to do. We're going to talk about what I would like you to focus on this week. What's your action step? Well, first, think about which of these five mistakes do you relate to most? Are you someone who is constantly looking for that perfect eating plan with the right foods, the right macros, the right calories, and the type of food that's going to get you the results that you want? Is that you? And in turn, are you ignoring why you're eating so much so often? So what I'm looking for here is I want you to diagnose yourself and pick out which of these stumbling blocks is yours. And in turn, are you ignoring why you're eating so much so often? As I go through these reasons, I want you to diagnose yourself. I want you to really pinpoint which of these stumbling blocks is holding you back. So you're going to look to see whether you're the kind of person who's looking for the perfect eating plan. Then I want you to say, okay, are you a stress eater or an anger eater or even a happy eater? What emotion have you linked with food? Does that apply to you? I also want you to ask yourself this. Do you say that you'll do what it takes to make changes, but inside you're secretly thinking that, well, if this doesn't happen quickly, I'm out of here and I'm on to the next thing. Is that you? Or maybe after so many tries, you've just lost faith in yourself and you honestly don't think that you have what it takes. You will know if this is what you're thinking. And finally, do you really believe that nothing works for you because you're different? You're the exception that just can't do this. If that's the case, you know what you're going to work on. You may identify with several, but whichever one you identify with most and can relate to, that's what I want you to focus on. That will be your main reason that you're going to work on that's making this weight loss journey so hard for you. What I want you to do once you've acknowledged why this is a struggle for you is just sit with it for a while. Notice it when it comes up. Consider that this way of thinking about yourself is also a habit, just like overeating is a habit. Just because you think one of these things doesn't make it true and it doesn't make it real. So notice what your reason is and start noticing whatever it comes up. Don't judge yourself. Remember, it's a habit. And now that you see it, you can work on it and loosen it and replace it. And remember, if she can do it, you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it. That's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know where you need to stay focused, and I hope you know what action step you're going to take this week. Before you go, I'd like to remind you to check those show notes, because in them I tell you how to connect with me, how to be with me in my free Facebook group, and how to get on the wait list for the next time we open up the Freedom Group. And don't forget, especially if you're a new listener, to grab a free downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's available in a hard copy on Amazon, but as my listener, the downloadable version is totally free for you. I do hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and that habitual overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.